and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast in which we talk about every episode of Degrassi after watching it on YouTube. So if you guys want to follow along, everything is on there. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we are talking about Season 2, Episode 10, Take My Breath Away. Kelsey, can you please take it away and <laughs> read the episode summary? We're going to go with the YouTube summary again this time. That was very cute of you. So it is, Manny has a huge crush on Craig, so naturally she is ecstatic when he asks her out. Manny has the best date of her life, but Craig has a different feeling entirely about their time together. Ellie starts sending secret admirer letters to Marco, and her jealousies come out when Hazel makes a play for him. So YouTube didn't really fully understand what happened in this episode, (laughs) I don't think. Because, I mean, Craig, like... Did not ask Manny out. Craig was like a little bit bullied into going out with Manny. And Hazel doesn't, I mean, I guess she makes a play for Marco, but she doesn't try that hard. Yeah, I was going to say Craig kind of gets back into a corner and has to ask Manny out. And yeah, Hazel barely, She. I wouldn't say she makes a play for him. I think she just tells Paige she kind of likes him and she waves at him one time and that's about it. I genuinely, for the most part, forgot about Hazel in this episode. Like, she just kind of went right past my brain. But we do have our first Ellie storyline. Like, real proper Ellie. Like, Ellie solo. Like, if this was Skins, like, she would have, her name is the title. If it was, like, separate from, because I, I guess Manny and Craig are technically the A-plot. But I feel like they're pretty even. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they're totally even, but I think you're just skewing it because you love Ellie so much. But for sure, it's it's solidly Ellie's first storyline, and I'm very excited about it. And this is just a really great episode because b- both A and B plots are pretty solid. They really are. And you're right. You know me too well. I uh, definitely am just like, but it's Ellie, so of course. Um, but yeah, they're both really good. I really enjoyed it. So... We oh um so Holland can you tell us a little bit about the episode title? I can tell you just a tiny bit. It's called "Take My Breath Away." It's by a band called Berlin, and it came out in 1986. I think we've all heard it. If you haven't heard Berlin's version, you've probably heard the Jessica Simpson version. Um, but yeah, I think it's a pretty solid title because. I'm pretty sure Manny gets her breath taken away every single time she sees Craig and she passes out and has a like fever dream. Her dreams are crazy. Also, Craig gets his breath taken away when he gets hit in the face with a ball. So um, just knocks the fucking wind right out of him. Yep. Yep. Good going on the episode title, guys. Uh, but yeah, let's get into it. So the... The episode starts off real strong. Manny is in English class. Ms. Kwan is talking about how romance is the religion of love. And Craig walks in and has to, like, get the the video cart or something. And the second Manny sees him, fever dream number one happens. And it turns into a movie musical moment. And Craig starts singing to her. I think we should just insert the song here because it's great hang on like right here excuse me miss quad i'm sorry to interrupt but um but i've come to collect my one and only true love 
took her breath away it's crazy i just it's bonkers and i do you mind if we just get right into fashion because i can't fucking handle it all right so fashion police time why is he wearing like a weird tux with a white bow tie in all of manny's fantasies like maybe i mean granted manny and i are very different humans um but in none of my fantasies are like the men of my dreams wearing like a weird shitty tux with a shiny white bow tie. Also, Manny looks like she's late to her quinceanera. <laughs> she totally does. Um, yeah, her hair is very large and she's wearing a very shiny dress. And Craig also always has like a rose to give her. It's kind of like I didn't watch a lot of Sailor Moon, but it's like that masked guy from Sailor Moon tuxedo mask right exactly he's like tuxedo mask but also he's singing a really cheesy song with like pink lighting and smoke in the background that's happening and I I mean I think it's a perfect summary of how immature Manny still is at this point in her life she's still very much trying to live her rom-com life and doesn't really understand the real world and how relationships work yet. That is super true. Yeah, I mean, she's, poor Manny, but she does have a really great denim jacket um, and her hair looks really good in the first couple of scenes when she's in Mr. Simpson's class. Um, I was very on board for that. And I love Ellie's um, like mesh sleeves at one point. She and I like it. My favorite Ellie hair is when she has her hair like with all the tiny braids, and she has like the like black braid clip-ins. So that's that's like prime Ellie hair. Can we talk about Emma's awful, awful flower pants? They were like I thought they were camo at first, but they were just very large, like black and white flowers on her pants, like bell bottoms. They weren't great. I mean, Emma has a really fun habit of, like, crazy pants. Like, I'm waiting for the dolphins. They might just be in promo photos, though. I'm going to have to look into this. Um, also, I think Manny at one point is wearing a Swatch watch, which, like, shout out. Like, that's pretty fun. Um, let's see what else. Marco is wearing, like, it's not really a puka shell necklace, but it's, like, one of those, like, broken shell necklaces, you know, where there's, like, a bunch of, like, little pieces next to each other. But it's dumb. Um... He's also wearing a really awful yellow, like, Columbia vest or, like, a North Face type of vest. And it's very just not – it's very much not Marco, I think, even in this early iteration of him. Because the only thing – only times we have seen him were in the Drive episode and in this episode. And this episode is definitely pushing his, like – kind of like alternative emo boy like comparing to ellie and i don't know why they suck him in that vest it's a bad vest but he does have a great earring um uh as far as their date outfits go manny looks exactly the same he's like she looked so great I'm like she's wearing the same outfit that she wore that day you saw her earlier her hair and makeup are a little different but i actually kind of like her like normal makeup face better like 
it was like, I don't know. I was like, she looks the same. And I hate his shirt. He's wearing a stupid shirt. It's like a blue button-up shirt thing. Yeah, it was, it was just kind of like unremarkable and not very exciting. Um, Spinner's hair is bleach blonde now. I for, I like Spinner goes through so many different hair looks throughout his entire time on the show, which is the entire time. Spoiler alert. But I actually totally forgot about his bleach blonde phase. It's a lot. It's it's rough. Um, Ellie has white eyeshadow that I'm really digging. Um, and Manny is wearing this crazy shirt the day after the date that has like a bedazzled collar and like a weird pattern on the front, and I really really hate it. She's definitely worn that shirt before too. That's def- that's a repeat offender. I don't think I have any other notes. I mean, Ashley is like still in prime goth mode. Um, just you know, doing her Ashley thing. Yeah, that's all I have too. Let's close it out. Um, so yeah, so Manny has her fever dream hallucination and gets snapped out of it when Craig is like, Um, I need to get this cart, your chair's on the cord, and they have like an awkward interaction. And then the credits roll. And then later So they're in Mr. Simpson's yeah. class. Um it's like the same exact scene, like after the like uh credits or whatever. Um, so they're in Mr. Simpson's class and they call him over and they're like, Mr. Simpson, there's something wrong with your computer. And then he says a weird thing. He says, JT, did you send me naked baboon pictures again? Which is like, what constitutes a naked baboon picture? Because they're baboons. They're always naked. Does Are they shaved? Am I making this dirtier than it has to be? Yes. Yes, I think you are. But also just, why, JT, why do you send these to Mr. Simpson Like, in any context, I don't understand. But it turns out that the class made Mr. Simpson a little engagement video that was really cute because he and Spike are engaged now. And I totally forgot that it, like, it happened this quickly on the show. It's, yeah, it's, um, it's a thing. It's, it's pretty exciting, though. But they made, like, such a cute thing. And And I just like how much they seem to really love Mr. Simpson. They're, like, they're so supportive of him. And I like that Emma's really done, like, a complete 180 on their relationship. Like, after this scene, she and Manny are walking through the hallway. And she's saying, like, how amazing the ring is and how cool it is that her mom proposed. Which, FYI, it is super cool. I love that. I liked when Monica did it on Friends. I like I love any scenario where the woman proposes like I think that's very cool and Manny is so Manny and she's like um I don't know like yeah she's like oh I guess it's great but I think it's just more romantic when the man proposes and it's like oh oh Manny still stuck in your rom-com expectations of life um get out of your head but then she passes Craig in the hallway and they just kind of stare at each other and like for a very long time, like Sean and Craig pass by and they both like look at each other and then like look away at the last possible minute. And Emma's like, oh, my God, he so likes you. And she's like and then Manny's just like, oh, my God, then why doesn't he ask me out? I'm tired of waiting. And Emma's like, well, you don't have to wait. Fucking ask him out yourself. Which like true. Just do it. Like if you're sure that he likes you, fucking do it, man. Just go for it. And that was like. That was the most that I liked Manny in this episode was when she was like really bold and she was like, I like you. And then she was like, now I want to die. See you never, (laughs) which I thought was really funny. And then he was like, I like you too. And she's like, okay. 
And then she like squealed. And I was like, no, I liked you for like a second and a half and then you ruined it. Yeah. Well, I think he like asks her on a date and then she squeals. Oh, wait. I don't know. She squeals and it's uncomfortable. She squeals a lot in this episode and I'm not a fan. But he asks her out. Or well, first he like does a little joke and is like, oh, yeah, I think like it'd be fun to go to the movies. And she's like, oh, yeah, really? And he's like, oh, you meant with you? Da, da, da. Makes like a little funny. And she like starts to freak out. And he's like, I'm joking. And she's like, oh, uh, uh, that was really funny. And it was uncomfortable and kind of a red flag from the beginning that she didn't realize that it was a joke. Yeah, it's it's not great. I mean, they're they're clearly like not well matched for each other, especially like not at this time in her life. Like she's she's so immature. It's just, you know, like later on they're talking about how he's like only a year older than her, but it's like the difference that that year makes is huge apparently. But do you want to hop over into the B story because this is about when Ellie shows up and I always want to talk about Ellie. So Ellie is reading Edward Gorey, who I love, um, and Marco comes over and he like comments that he likes the letter E the best, and E is for Edward who choked on a peach. Um, um it's Ernest. Shit, sorry. <laughs> e is for Ernest who choked on a peach. My bad. Um, so yeah, so they're like chatting, and she's like, yeah, you know, Miss Kwan, aka Queen Kwan would not let me uh, do a book, use it for a book report. And Marco's like, she's just not as open-minded as we are, which like, okay, you guys, <laughs> it's a picture book. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I also would not let, like, despite the fact that I like Edward Gorey and that I have a fairly open mind about all things art and literature, um, it's not a book report book. Fucking write on some like Pride and Prejudice and shit. Learn a thing. Yeah, and the whole interaction is very cute, and I forgot how kind of like cute and dreamy Marco was like He's before. Super dreamy. Before we knew more about what's to come. I mean, I don't I even. Mean, he's dreamy then too. Like, I he, mean, he's very dreamy, but like in like a, you can see him with a girl kind of dreamy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I. I mean, we'll talk about it in ship of the episode, but I'm like very on board for this in this moment in their lives. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then he like kind of walks away past ha- uh, Hazel and Paige and Hazel's like, oh, what do you think about Marco? I don't know. I think he's and Paige is like, oh, yeah, I guess he's kind of cute. And Hazel's like, I think he's really cute. And then Paige is like says something along the lines of like, like cute, funny, something else like. Um, I wonder what's like what like what's happening with that or she like kind of already is alluding to like why is he single? <laughs> yeah, I mean Paige's like default go to is that I think she thinks that everyone's gay, but <laughs> to be fair, she has not been wrong. Like she just has like an out of control gaydar. She's fucking good, man. Yeah, so I was like, kudos to Paige for already. Like, having insight to Marco's sexuality. But Hazel's like, I don't know, but I'm going to fix that. And, like, goes to, like, talk to him. And I definitely just forgot about the whole brief moment when Hazel liked Marco. It's weird. And we kind of forget that it happens because she disappears. We only see her one more time after this, like, in the entire episode. She comes up in conversation, like, twice. 
but it only like she only shows up once and that's the next time that we see them together when um ellie writes marco like this like secret admirer love note like in the style of like the edward gory poems which is amazing which is why when he reads it and he looks back to hazel i'm like you know that hazel didn't write that <laughs> like come on like you know this and like she like finger waves at him she does like that weird like hand thing that's not like a real wave it's like a, i'm flirting with you kind of wave yeah and just yeah when in that moment i was like how do you not realize that this is from Ellie? You were literally just talking about the author who writes in this style. Like, who else could it be? I have no idea. It's it's so silly. It's like, it's just really dumb that he's like, Hazel? And it's like, no. Like, granted, she is the only one in this situation that is like outwardly hitting on him. And Ellie is like hiding behind her computer which i can relate to <laughs> i feel you ellie um so yeah i don't know but like of course ashley is a fucking snoop and she like comes over and she's like "Ooh, you're writing a love letter and she's talking so loud it's like a miracle that marco didn't overhear her anyway <laughs> but whatever it's fine yeah and then later um Ellie and Marco were like in the library or something. And Marco's like, so I got this letter. It says like S is in secret. Uh, admirer, like admire from you afar. I don't know. I'm totally butchering the note. I thought I remembered it and I don't. But he like tells Ellie that he got a secret admirer note. And she's like, yes, telling people you like them is hard. And that's why that's probably why they're using the secret admirer note and i'm like marco it's so obviously ellie how do you not understand this it's crazy he's just a little dummy but do we want to hop back into the a story or do we want to finish out the b we can let's finish out the b because it's kind of almost done okay so finishing out the b story so yeah so marco and ellie she sends him the note he brings it up to her because i guess they're like working on a project together and she's like, I don't know, somebody likes you. And then he's like clearly looking at her and it's like really cute. And we're all like, oh, I love you guys. Um, and she sends another note um, like, uh, I don't remember what the first line was, but it ended up like being Z is for Zen Garden, like meet me there this afternoon or whatever. Um, and he gets it and she smiles and she's the best human and she has her white eyeshadow and I'm obsessed with her. Um, and then she's like waiting in the Zen garden, which by the way is a weird thing to have in a school. Can we talk about that? Yeah. I literally wrote down like Degrassi has a Zen garden. Why? How? What? I don't understand. It didn't look very Zen to me. It looked like a weird fish tank situation, like in the middle of the school. But I, I, and I don't remember, do they ever use it again? I don't think so. I feel like this is the only time we see it, but I could be totally wrong. But I don't think they use it enough because it's not very... It's only memorable in that it's weird that it exists. Very, very weird. Um, So she is sitting alone in the Zen garden and he comes out and... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, and he comes to the Zen garden and he's like, Ellie. And she's like, hey. And he's like, I'm supposed to meet Hazel here. Which is like a dumb way to phrase that. And she's like, I know. And he's like, you do? She's like, I kind of know firsthand. Which is like, 
she's just coming right out and saying it basically, but in a way that's like very Ellie and it's like just a cool way of like, I don't know. I just think she's so cool, you guys. But she's like, I kind of know firsthand. And he's like, oh. And then she's like, bye later. And like runs, which fair. Um, And then later on, they're like walking. Uh, Like she's like, no, no. What am I doing wrong? She, um, Well, she's like sitting outside and he calls her. Yes, on their right. cell phones and they have like an adorable little conversation where he's like on the steps and she's a little farther away like sitting at a picnic table and they're having a cute little conversation where he's like I don't like Hazel I like cool alternative girls like Ellie Nash and then eventually he like gets into her vicinity and stops t- talking on the phone and when he gets like right up next to her he like takes her phone away from her and closes it and is like so will you go with me to see as in coffee or something like that and it's the most adorable thing in the world it is so cute if it was a little bit more rom-com they would have kissed in that moment but you know that's not really gonna happen anyway <laughs> so whatever but I love them. Um, they're they're awesome. They're just they're so good. I love it so much. So that's kind of the end of the Ellie storyline. But hopping back to the Manny Craig. So he goes to her house, or first he's at his house and he's telling Joey. Well, first Joey is in the middle of hanging up the phone with some stage five clinger named Bianca, who apparently keeps calling him after he broke up with her, which I thought was kind of funny and foretelling or foreshadowing. And Craig is like, oh, yeah, so I finally asked out, like, this girl that I like. And he's like, oh, you finally asked about Ashley? (laughs) Which is funny. And also, I still, what is wrong with me? I still have a huge crush on Joey. Like, what is wrong with me? (laughs) I don't know, man. (laughs) he's kind of he's like a cute like stepdad guy (laughs) but he's like oh no actually I asked out Manny and Joey's like oh isn't she isn't she kind of young and he's like and Greg's like only 11 months Joey only 11 months I'm like how do you know it down to the months that's kind of weird but he's like all right whatever age ain't nothing but a number so then Craig goes to Emma's house where Manny is to pick her up because that's just where everyone gets picked up for a date on this show, I guess. And he knocks on the door. Well, I think it's also that um her parents are meant to be really strict. So she's probably like, because Emma says like, all right, and you know, when your parents call, I know what I'm going to say. My mom's not going to be back until 11. Don't freak out. Like, you're going to be great. And then Craig knocks on the door and... They start to scream like fucking crazy people. And he opens the door and the first thing he says is, I heard screaming. And Emma's like, it was the TV. <laughs> and I was like, nice save, Emma. But why are you guys screaming? He can, you not realize they can hear you. And they and when they do it in the hallway and stuff too, I'm like, you realize people have ears and can hear you this. But he picks her up. And then Emma starts acting like dorky mom and is like, oh, my God, you guys look so amazing. And like pushes Manny into him and it's like picture time. And they take a picture. And again, I want that picture. But they so then they leave for their date. But then we transition and it's the next day at school. And this is, I think, one of my this is definitely one of my favorite episodes just because of like the dual perspective of the date, because it's so hilarious how. 
each of them sees Manny in this situation. So we start out with Manny's perspective of the date when she's talking to Liberty and Emma. And they she's they get to the mall and the carnival is there, so they don't see the movie. And in Manny's version, she's like kind of cute and calm and like, oh my god, no, we can't miss this carnival. Oh my god, it's so cool. Let me buy let's buy cotton candy. And he buys it for her. And in her version, she like takes a little dainty piece and like feeds it to him. And she's like, and then my fingers brushed his lips and it was the most romantic thing ever. And then, you know, Craig, of course, has a totally different version of the story. And this whole thing, like them sitting like outside at the picnic tables and each telling like different versions of the same story is so like Greece tell me more that it's like kind of unreal. Um, so Craig is like telling his side of the story where basically she's like squealing and like freaking out and she like shoves half of the cotton candy in his face and she's acting like a child and she nearly chokes him to death. And my note is that I hate the dialogue from this entire scene, no matter whose point of view it is. Like, it doesn't matter. They both sound crazy. Yes. And, but I do love how Craig is like the cotton candy incident she nearly choked me with it. And then Jimmy's like, hey, man, look on the bright side. If it were a candy apple, you'd be dead. Jimmy is a hidden gem so often. Like, he's so funny. Like, where did it all come from? Drake, get back into comedy, man. You would be great. Like, he has, he just has good timing. He's funny. So then we move on to the next stage of the date where Craig is like doing some carnival game and wins Manny a horse. And we get Craig's perspective first. And <laughs> he wins her a stuffed horse. I might need to clarify that. <laughs> he just wins her a giant fucking Clydesdale. <laughs> and so he wins her a little stuffed horse. And she's like, oh, my God, thank you so much. This is the best gift ever. I'm going to name him Horsey Horse. And I already have Lammy Lamb and da-da-da. Oh, don't you know? It's like the Fluffy Fluff collection. I'm like, Manny, how the fuck would he know that? And she, like, gets all childish and annoying again. And then he's like, oh, okay. Oh, wait. It's How about you win me something now? And he's like, don't throw the ball too hard. And then she fucking throws the ball too hard and the ball like bounces off and then it's Craig in the face and then she's like oh my god I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I'm so sorry and like (laughs) brings him over the table oh and also a side note throughout Craig's entire perspective the carnival music in the background is like demonic and sounds crazy and just like Manny is in in the his version but she like brings him over to the pic to a table and is like touching his face and is like, Oh my god, I'm so sorry. And then they like look at each other and she closes her eyes and does like she starts to like pucker her lips and like try to lean in and then he's and then he like flashes back to when he's talking to Spinner and Jimmy and is like, I couldn't kiss her. I didn't like the real reason is that she reminded me of my five year old half sister. Which gross. So gross. But also I see where he's coming from because she is acting like a child throughout this whole thing. And Spinner and Jimmy are like, yeah, you probably shouldn't say that anymore, which like fair. But she is. She's acting like a child. Um, And then we see Manny's point of view. And well, then also just before we get into that, his five-year-old half-sister is literally played by Cassie Seals' little sister. And I don't think that helps the situation either. 
yeah, because it's like they also literally look similar. <laughs> like it's it's not great. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, so then we see Manny's point of view, which you know is very similar, except instead of being like, "and this is fluffy fluff," she's like, "oh, my favorite thing," because you won it for me. Either way, I'm like, this is barf worthy. Like I feel <laughs> nauseous. You guys are dumb. And then she throws the ball and it hits him in the head. And I literally wrote it down because well, no, I thought no, no, it was no, the no. funniest thing. What? In her version, she throws the ball and it knocks down like a light and like a tiny little piece of glass chips him in the eye. <laughs> he like, but he says, oh my God, where is it? I lost it. He says, oh dear, that smarts. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I wrote it down. It's my favorite line that's ever been said in the entirety of Degrassi. Oh dear, that smarts. Like, what does she think that they are? Like, she has like this weird, like Victorian idea of what their date was, and it's hilarious. Yeah, and then again, like she tells how she like brings him over and is touching his face and closes her eyes and puckers up, and then he's like, "Oh, uh, Manny, I should get you home." And I like how when like Emma and Liberty are like. They're like doing the opposite of he's just not that into you. What that book tells you to do. They're like, oh, I'm sure he wanted to kiss you, but he just like really wanted to get you home on time. And Liberty says my other favorite line from this episode, passion and punctuality. Those are the two things she looks for in a man, which is like, actually, yeah, no, I kind of same. Not unreasonable. And so then... There, we've learned each side of the story. We know it's doomed because Craig is not into it. And then he comes up to Manny at her locker and she's like, oh, hi, Craig. And he's like, oh, yeah, everyone's kind of talking about this. She's like, yeah, I know. Everyone's saying we're like Degrassi's newest hot couple. And he like gets a weird look on his face. And she's like, oh, yeah, I know. I'm embarrassed about it, too. But whatever. Anyway, I had a really great time last night. It was, like, the best night of my life. And he, like, clearly come over to try to break things off. And he's like, awesome. Okay, I'll see you later. And it's so awkward. And I feel so bad for Manny. And Emma, who's, like, forever the most perceptive person on this show, like, immediately catches on. Like, you can just see her face in the background. She's like, ooh, this is not good. Um, And for someone who's, like, hasn't had a lot of experience with boys yet, she really, like, knows her shit. Like, she gets it. Um, and she, like, tries to kind of ease Manny into this knowledge. So she's like, you know, maybe he's just not, like, in the same place that you are. Like, she's trying to put it in all the nice ways. And Manny is just like, no, he's cranky. And if there's anything I know how to do, it's cheer someone up. Which, like, no, no, you do not. No, it was not great. And so then her version of cheering him up is literally decorating his locker with, like, stuffed animals and hearts and weird things. And the photo of them from their date. I saw it. Yeah. And he, like, walked up to his locker and he's like, what in the fuck is this on my locker? And Manny's like, I wanted to cheer you up. And then Ashley walks over and is, like, asking Craig to sign her petition about, like, GMOs and the cafeteria food or something. And Manny is like, oh, wait, doesn't that make food good? Uh, I don't know anything about anything. And... I don't love how much that I feel like they dumbed her down. Like, I don't think that Manny was ever a bright character, but I think they made her dumber for this to make Ashley look better, which I don't like because Ashley sucks. And I don't like when they when people like dumb female characters down. It bums me out a lot. Um, Also, I just wanted to note that I love that 
Craig is in the photography club. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, of course he is. And so Ashley comes over and Craig is like, oh, yeah, I'll sign your petition. And they like have a pleasant conversation in front of Manny. And then she walks away and Manny's like already threatened because she can tell that she and Ashley already have better chemistry than they do. And she's like, I don't want you to see her anymore. Which is like, oh, man, it's not great. It's it's just yikes. Because a, a girl can tell, you know. Um, And it's like, and it's also, he's like not hiding it. Like, it's very clear that he prefers Ashley. So, whatever. Um, Which is fine. Uh, that's how it goes. Um, So, yeah. So, he's like, Manny, I don't know. And she's like what do you not like your locker and he's like it's not my locker i don't like it's you which like way harsh tie <laughs> like <laughs> holy shit that is like that's beyond like he's not holding back anything now that's just fucking brutal yeah it's almost a little too direct it was not great and then she the episode ends on her very sad face but like in needed i think it was very harsh, but I think it needed to be or else Manny would have made up excuses for a million years and would have thought that would have been holding on to Craig until he had to, he would have said something like this. So I think it was at least good that he like nipped it in the bud immediately. That's true. I mean, if it was me, I'd much rather someone right away be like, I'm not interested in you in that way. Sorry. Bye. Instead of like being like strung along or like benched or whatever. So it's not. Yeah. No. So he did the right thing, but it was a little harsh. Um, And she's a, she's a little delicate. But I mean, should we just get right into like because I'm like ready with ship of the episode. I got it. It is not Manny and Craig. Um, so Marco and Ellie, yeah. obviously, um, they're great together in this episode. I mean, they, obviously, it's going to change down the line. Our ship of the episodes always change down the line because of different circumstances. But right now, Ellie and Marco are just the best. And I'm eventually, I'm going to ship the hell out of their friendship, too. So they're awesome. But right now, they have, like, they're just so cute. And he's, like... He's great. He's just great. And she's great. Everyone's great. They're just the most adorable couple in the world, like right off the bat. And they just, they're so compatible. And I mean, later on things happen, but they still like keep their same like compatibility closeness throughout their entire friendship. And yeah, I think it's a great starting point for the two. Um, But yeah. Um, Spirit Squad captain of the episode. I think I have mine. I'm going to go with Emma because I think she was a very solid friend to Manny throughout the entire episode. And she was the one who was like, hey, you got to go make your own destiny. Ask him out. And then she was there for her. She's like, I'm covering you for the state. I'm going to help you make it happen. Don't worry about it. And then after the date, she was like, up front with her and was like oh hey maybe you should cool it I'm gonna try to like delicately help you and give you some advice so you don't get ahead of yourself and get hurt so I'm gonna go with Emma that is a good one um I'm going to go with Ellie because of course I am I mean it could be an Ellie Marco tie but I'm gonna go with Ellie um she was honest I mean she started off 
being like a little secret admirer type of situation. But she like came out and was like, she set up like, let's meet at this time. It's not like she like dragged this along for six months. Like she was like, she sent out some feelers and then she was like, um, she was like kind of worried that he was interested in Hazel, but she wanted to like make it known right away. I like you. And yeah, I mean, she like kind of panic moved and ran away. But like when he called her on the phone, she was so honest and like just raw with him. She was like, I don't take rejection. Well, I'm embarrassed. Let's pretend we both have amnesia. Hashtag sorry. And he like, you know, so she it's not like she was like pretending it never happened or like ignoring his phone call and running away forever. But she also wasn't like never telling him her feelings like she did what Manny didn't do, which was she like like Manny had to be like coaxed basically into talking to Craig and then she like exploded everywhere whereas Manny like uh, not Manny whereas Ellie like kind of did it on her own and was and then she sort of like it just it was just a more organic storyline for her like she's just she rules so yeah I choose Ellie for honesty and bravery and for being a Gryffindor (laughs) very good reasons Mm -hmm. um moral of the episode be honest be honest with yourself and with your feelings and with other people about your feelings. Yeah, I think that's perfect. I was going to say something about like just being true to your feelings. But yeah, and also open communication. Just communicate and be honest and feelings. <laughs> Nailed it. So we have um, an entry for the grapevine. Um, and we kind of had like a weird onslaught of tweets, <laughs> um, uh, just about gaming and RPGs, which like totally valid. I don't know if you guys remember the end.com, but that was kind of a huge thing on the end. Um, so we got this tweet from Jay who let me pull it up so I can read it. I have it like all ready. But we got this tweet from Jay, who is uh, one of our listeners of our podcast. So it's from Jay Herdford at J, just the letter, H-E-R-D-F-E-R-D. And he says, question, I'm a big fan, love the show, I'm addicted, but could you possibly make a Degrassi game? To which I said, because I'm a big fucking square, what maybe, what kind of game? <laughs> and he explained RPG game. And I was like, in my brain I was like oh they used to do that on the end um and then we just sort of had an onslaught like uh Thomas who has emailed us before and a few other people let's see who else do we have um Eric Osborne Degrassi Gossip Spencer Mack Sarah M Chambers Kendra Esme Aura a lot of people you guys all want us to make an RPG game which is valid, but that's not really what we do. We just do a podcast. Um, <laughs> at Degrassi Gossip said, "Do it for your fans," uh, which is very sweet, and it's it's interesting to know that we maybe have fans. I feel like it's not real. I feel like I'm being punked, actually. Um, but I mean, RPGs are super cool. Um, I like role playing. I used to do like Dungeons and Dragons sometimes. Like it's a fun time. Like I know people who LARP. It's just not really our thing. We kind of just do this podcast. Um, We both work a lot of hours, so running an RPG would be kind of exhausting, um, and we wouldn't be able to do that on top of having this podcast. 
Um, and we really like the podcast. So we're just going to do the podcast. But if you guys, I mean, I encourage you guys to go out and make your own game because it seems like you would all kind of want to band together and do it. Like, I think that would be really cool. But also, we'd really like to encourage you to, like, if you want to, like, if you write, like, fan fiction or something, if you wanted to send us an email of, like, a one page, like, like a runoff one, like, like a short thing. Um, I'm trying to think of any of the terminology that I used to know for, like, a, like a fluff thing. Like, you can totally email it to us and we'll read it on the air, like, if that's something that would interest you. But, yeah, we're not going to do an RPG. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry, guys, but I would totally be down to read, like, a very short, like, scene from Degrassi. Like, a fanfic scene. Nothing too graphic, guys, but, like, a little short thing. I would love to read any and all submissions of that. And if you want to submit anything like that to us, you can email us at whateverittakespodcast at gmail.com. And if you have any other kinds of questions and that you want us to answer on the show, you can tweet at us uh, at Degrassi Pod on Twitter. And we're also on Tumblr, whatever it takes podcast.tumblr.com. And we're on SoundCloud, we're on iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe. It'd be awesome. We love it when you rate and review and subscribe. Um, so you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kelsucks with a Z at the end. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular. Um, and as far as things that we're going to plug, um, so I just finished reading um, this really great, speaking of Edward Gorey and gross things and drawing, um, so I just read this really awesome graphic novel called My Friend Dahmer, <laughs> and it's really good. It's really dark. It's about Jeffrey Dahmer in high school, um, like written from someone who actually was friends or as close as you can be to friends with someone like that in high school. Uh, 10 out of 10 would recommend it. I read it in literally a day because uh, it just sucks you in. I mean that and it's like a graphic novel. I'm not like reading Proust, but it's like <laughs> it sucks you in. It's really good. I definitely want to borrow that. Um, But I'm just going to plug another Netflix series that just came out. Orange is the New Black season four. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm about to and I'm ready to go into a hole and I'm very excited about it. I still need to watch that show. I know. I'm behind. I'm that asshole. I know. Um, all right, you guys. That's it for us. We will talk to you later. Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.